Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The media played a role in in what was the greatest scam in political history. Um, they have an interest. They're invested. And just coming here, I heard 20 words on this subject, followed by two minutes on Martha Stewart making the cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, that's what you're going to see in the days to come. Yeah, that's Jonathan Turley, law professor at George Washington University, who's regularly on Fox, calling it the gr- greatest political scam in history. That's the whole... Uh, claiming they had evidence that Russia and Trump colluded to steal the election, and that's why they got to wiretap all his people and investigate and and sidetrack President Trump for years while he was in office. And yesterday, the Durham report finally came out. It depends on what media outlet you're listening to and what to emphasize. But I thought ABC News did a pretty good job of explaining the whole thing. Here's that from last night's evening news. The end of a long road for special counsel John Durham, who was appointed by Donald Trump's attorney general Bill Barr four years ago to dig into the origins of the FBI's Russia investigation into Trump and his campaign. The Biden administration left Durham in place to complete his work, and in his final report, he slams the FBI, indicating they never should have launched a probe in the first place, since neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion. Instead, Durham found that the Bureau relied on raw, 
unanalyzed and uncorroborated intelligence, noting that there was significant reliance on investigative leads provided or funded directly or indirectly by Trump's political opponents. I listened to that 45 seconds three times yesterday. I thought, that is so damning, Mm -hmm. what he just said. And the fact that it's just kind of a story today and it'll be gone by tonight is amazing to me. They launched an investigation of a guy who got elected president having no law enforcement or intelligence confirmation of this document that was originally put out there by his opponents. The key quote, the First Amendment of this, if you will, the opening verse of the Bible of this, is the FBI did not have, quote, any actual evidence of collusion. Neither law enforcement or intelligence didn't have any actual evidence that that document was real. And then they and they knew that the document came from his opposition. Yeah. The bottom line is the FBI. Right. The FBI or people, powerful people within the FBI decided to take an active role in political oppo research and character assassination to affect an election and then a presidency. I don't believe for a minute that Peter Strzok, well, could it be he was so delusional he believed Trump was colluding? Because there's no indication of that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had to do such extraordinarily extraordinarily unethical things like fudging the FISA warrant, etc., Talking about insurance plans, et cetera. I think that Peter Strzok and uh, Comey did exactly the same thing that Bobby Kennedy did when he was Attorney General with Jimmy Hoffa. This guy's got to be dirty. I know he's dirty. Look at who he hangs out with. And they just kept going with different angles and different angles, wiretapping, gigging his taxes when they had no right to look at his taxes and couldn't find anything for years and years and years. It was a classic you know, give me the man, I'll find the crime. Mm-hmm. Here's somebody I don't like. I'm going to find something. There's got to be something. I hate this guy. And we shouldn't do that. The FBI, the Justice Department shouldn't do that. If they want to come before the American people, and I've said this before, and say, we think Donald Trump is so unqualified to be president. We think he's such a bad person. We put aside the vows of our jobs. To save America. We thought it was that important. You do that, rightly or wrongly, at least you're trying to be a patriot. But these guys put aside all of their vows and ethics to affect politics and then slunk back into the woodwork and claimed they didn't. So you don't get to do that. When you put on the badge, you give up the right to do that. But there's no accountability. So the spin on this story from the left is this, because I watched a fair amount of it yesterday you know, MSNBC or wherever. Well, Trump supporters, after years and wasting millions of taxpayer dollars, they found nothing. They found nothing. The deep state did not collude to bring down Donald Trump. So uh that's basically spin from the left. Wow. When, as you just heard from ABC, they launched an investigation, wiretapping people, following them around with no evidence. None. Right. It was oppo research. Uh, The ABC Evening News report goes on. 
Durham found the FBI failed to critically analyze information that ran counter to the narrative of a Trump-Russia collusive relationship, calling that extremely troublesome. The special counsel's blistering assessment of the FBI tracks closely with a 2019 highly critical report from the DOJ inspector general. Tonight, the FBI said it already has put in place dozens of corrective actions that might have prevented those mistakes that were made. That's what I find hilarious. Oh, we've put in correction, uh, uh, corrective actions that will keep mistakes like that from being made in, the, made in the past. Mistakes like wiretapping U.S. citizens with no evidence or falsifying documents so we can come up with a reason to wiretap you. That's a mistake. We uh, I don't know how we made that mistake. I love this email from Kevin. In the FBI response to the Durham report, they say they've taken steps to correct and conclude, quote, had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. Right. These were not missteps. They are outright lies and acts that have been illegal and unethical since the FBI was founded. What did they do? Add a couple of lines that say, don't lie to obtain warrants for political purposes. Or maybe if you do, don't text about it with your also in the FBI lover. It, it'll it'll be gone by tomorrow. You can't indict a building. Right. It'll be gone by tomorrow. The whole story will be gone by tomorrow. And like Jonathan Turley said, it's the biggest scandal in political history. It should be. 30 seconds on this, two minutes on Martha Stewart. Right. <laughs> that is so horrifyingly, beautifully, hilariously sad. I just... And I don't want this to be about media criticism, but when I flip on MSNBC in the morning and I hear Joe Scarborough, a a conservative. No, he's not. uh, Saying Trump supporters degrading the premier law enforcement in the world, the FBI, just to back a man. But blah, 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 blah. No. Did you are you paying attention to what has been said by Durham and others? What they found out? The the freaking the premier law enforcement, at least some people at the highest levels, lied. They absolutely lied to spy on Americans. They're not supposed to do that. Conservatives are supposed to hate that. Liberals are supposed to hate that. Right. Patriots are supposed to hate that. Yes, Scarborough sold his soul for wealth and and fame. Booty. And booty. Hot, hot Mika booty. (laughs) You know, that was unfair. It's the man's wife. That's uh, I apologize. I don't know. I'm trying to decide how much of this you want. Well, it's it's striking. They began their crossfire. Well, I guess we said that already. Here, here's more Jonathan Turley explaining how this, uh, well, what the report says. Well, it's damning because this is a report that suggests that we were all played as chumps, uh, that there wasn't a basis to go forward with this investigation. These salacious details that the media repeated on every platform, it turned out didn't occur, including the hotel scene uh, with the prostitutes. They go into great detail, and that's what's interesting about this. It is classic Durham. It's everything the Russian investigation was not. It's methodical. There's no hyperbole. He just goes through the facts and shows how false accounts were created often in 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 coordination with the clinton campaign see that's the aspect of it that i think is going to be seriously underreported uh, durham accused fbi leaders of displaying a serious lack of analytical rigor and relying significantly on quote investigative leads leads provided or funded directly or indirectly by trump's political opponents referring to staffers and allies of hillary clinton etc uh, that f- whose campaign funded the Steele dossier through its law firm Perkins Coy, compiled by uh, Chris Steele, we know about him, 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. The report notes that the FBI was quick to investigate Trump while it proceeded cautiously with allegations against Clinton. The 316-page report sent to Congress, nearly four uh, years in the making, et cetera, et cetera. But they, um, later in the article, they point out that the whole Steele dossier thing was Christopher Steele paid by Hillary's people to connect with Russians to find dirt on Trump. And they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, well, uh, we don't really have time and we got to be careful uh, looking into that because it's explosive. But anyway, we heard uh, Carter Page or whatever that guy's name is, or uh, or not Carter Page. Uh, uh, Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. We heard Papadopoulos was shooting off his mouth in a bar saying he has uh, contacts in Russia. So we're going to we're going to chase that one down, even though they knew the Steele dossier was paid for by Hillary and relied on Russian disinformation. So they just turned a blind eye to one, which was much more significant, and and chased a shiny object in the other one out of pure political malice. And again, you know, Strzok, Page, Comey, McCabe, you guys want to come out and say, yeah, I did all of that because I think Trump is that dangerous. Say it, you cowards. No kidding. No kidding. And you'd... You'd have the backing of probably like roughly half the country. <laughs> so, oh yeah, you, please, they lift you up on a velvet throne and give you a wacky crown like old Prince Chuck during his inauguration <laughs> over on MSNBC. <laughs> you can start a GoFundMe page, and Progressive America would make you a trillionaire. Well, I've thought for a long time, and this confirms it. It's probably always been this way, and always will be this way. That if the government wants to spy on you, they'll come up with a way. Yeah. I mean, so this is high profile. How often does it happen where they f- falsify a document to to spy on people and you just don't ever hear about it because it's not a big enough deal? Well, Democrats like to make a big deal of how much money the Durham investigation cost, and it was right. many, many, many millions Six of dollars. Six million or something, but that, I've, that never has rung true with me on either side. Anytime they start throwing around, and this costs taxpayer money, this, blah, 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 you know how many trillions of dollars we throw around? Don't pretend like this is the limiting factor. Well, and these people were on the payroll anyway, most of them. Um, Good point. Durr, but the, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, it cost us, uh, oh, and how much money did Trump and his campaign and his PACs and all spend oh. on attorneys? Yeah, to, yeah, that's... To get this produced eventually. An average schmuck? Yeah, that's please. the argument. I forget who one of my favorite pundits is making all the time. There are a lot of people who have who've had to uh, ruin their finances for the rest of their lives defending themselves over this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty damn troubling if the government comes after you. Um, so what? What? Well, we got to take a break. I suppose we'll be talking about this again later. But uh, it's gone. I was just checking out the newscast. Most of your newscasts led with it, but it is around for like forty-five seconds, and then they move on, and you'll never hear about it again. Never hear it about it again. NFL with a highly controversial move. San Francisco is clearly crumbling, according to liberal news outlets and giant changes hour three of the show giant changes in the world of work are coming quick oh boy stay tuned armstrong and getty
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, the world's stupidest celebrity. Wow, okay. Like they shouldn't be a celebrity or just pure lack of candle power? Most unwise, anyway. Oh, wow, okay. Sorry, I didn't realize we were coming back from break. and I'm eating one of these uh, delicious uh, protein bars that we got. Oh, aren't you healthy? Mm, I'm better than you. Uh, I tell you what, I was, you know, I was eating one of those crappy 37 different ingredients, look like a chemistry uh, textbook bars. But they taste like a candy bar. Mm, this one didn't. Tasted like the Bhopal disaster in, in <laughs> India. It's just a chemistry plant. And I used to eat them and think, yeah, it's a little weird. But having read that article about how highly processed foods are bad for your brain and your body, I couldn't choke it down. I threw it away. I'm going to throw away the rest of them. I wish I could go that direction. I was uh, somehow I got on a YouTube video last night of Mick Jagger's eating habits. Mm. Mick Jagger, who's eighty years old, lots of brown sugar. Huh? <laughs> Hello, and uh, I thought, God, I wonder what it feels like. I'd like to do it just for a day, but I'd like to do it for like a week to see what I feel like to just eat the you know lean fish and grains and uh, and, and fruit and stuff oh, yeah. like that. I've never done it in my life. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done it for a day, let alone a week or a year. I wonder what it feels like. I'll bet it. I'll bet you feel great. I'll bet you do. Yeah, once you get used to it and your uh-huh. body adjusts. Yeah, yeah. 
Speaking of people with amazing physiques, the NFL, boy, this is controversial. There's going to be one NFL playoff game next season that's exclusively on the Peacock streaming network. NBC Universal's Peacock. And to watch the thing, you got to subscribe. I probably pay for that. I pay for all the streaming networks for some reason. Well, the beauty of the Internet age, as you've pointed out many times, is that you can cancel easily at any time. Yeah. But how much is it worth it to NBC Universal's Peacock to get a bunch of people to subscribe to watch the game, virtually all of whom are going to say, and don't worry, sweetheart, after the game, I'm just going to cancel. But a certain number won't. I wouldn't. How much is it worth it? How about $110 million? Wow. That's how many people they expect will hang in there and yep. keep their subscription. I always, do. I always do. Well, they will promote the crap out of their programming during the game to tempt people into sticking around. Well, let's try it for a month. I still have the HBO because of The Sopranos. <laughs> Went off the air like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> NBCU's Peacock has 22 million subscribers and has already been spending heavily on sports as a way to drive growth, et cetera, et cetera. So the world's stupidest celebrity is a an athlete, and maybe if you're not into sports, it's not a celebrity to you, but Ja Morant had the potential to become as much a household name practically as Michael Jordan. I mean, he's that level talent. He got suspended a couple of months ago for waving a gun around at a strip club. He's 21 years old, giant star, giant contracts, about to explode into, you know, just national, like, you know, host Saturday Night Live, that level of the Peyton Manning sort of celebrity. What's he do over the weekend with a buddy? He's on Instagram waving a gun around. Freaking moron. Freaking moron. How do you get that unwise? Well, and I read that he somehow, because of his suspension, blah, 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 he's going to miss out on the salary cap negotiated something. Tens of millions of dollars. That move is going to cost him tens of millions, if not hundreds. A minimum of $35 million he's missed out on already. Jeez, stop waving guns around, you idiot. San Francisco is crumbling. Details next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. age of cars in the road has gone up. Well, of course it has. Time has gone by. We'll talk about that coming up and what it means for <laughs> the economy and uh, energy and all kinds of different things. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay. Plus, uh, next hour, major changes in the workplace are coming. Oh, particularly boy. Particularly for knowledge workers, white-collar workers. Remember what happened to the factory workers? Oh, boy. So uh, stay tuned, won't you? Pays the plan. You know, you don't want to go whistling past the graveyard. We don't want to be all doom all the time. But, man, reality has to be your friend. Right? Is reality your friend? Have you made friends with reality? I don't. I, I'll, well, I'll tell you this. My experience is if, until you make friends with reality, you will be miserable. Hmm. I, that has been my life experience mm. more than anything else. It's wisdom right there, folks. No extra charge. So I thought this was interesting. The uh, New York Magazine, I think, uh, doesn't matter, sent Elizabeth Weil, who's a features writer, uh, to San Francisco to talk about the state of San Francisco. And my understanding of it was Miss Weil was heading there to debunk a lot of conservative America's cliches about San Francisco. San Francisco. And she ended up writing the article Spiraling in San Francisco's Doom Loop. What it's like to live in a city that no longer believes its problems can be fixed. She became utterly, completely convinced that this city is circling the drain. Well, I told my story from shopping downtown a couple of weeks ago. I won't repeat it, but it was shocking to me and others. And not coincidentally... CNN came out with a major uh, piece of work entitled, it, it, literally, San Francisco is crumbling, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, it's what happened to San Francisco. Oh, what happened to San Francisco? San Francisco's crumbling. I guess that's more our verbiage. But, um, and the entire thing is available at their website, and we suggest you click on it. But we have a handful of clips that we wanted to play. Uh, the umbrella being, and again, at the risk of smugness, the progressive policies that we and others have warned for years and years would lead to a disaster because you can't change human nature. If you don't have disincentives for bad behavior and incentives for good behavior, you will get more bad behavior and less good. At any rate, into it, here's the Chronicle's uh, Phil Mateer, who is one of the best, most clear-eyed writers about San Francisco and has been for decades. Um, We'll start with that one. 20, Michael. 
I'm going to read you some of the headlines that, that we have seen about San Francisco in the last couple of years. Decaying, a crime-ridden hellhole, no one or no place is safe in San Francisco, and lastly, a failed city. Is San Francisco a failed city? No, but it's no longer at the top of the class. It could become a failed city. It could become a city that made too many wrong turns. What we have is these offices, huge, massive office complex that are empty. When you walk around the city, what do you see, especially downtown? What you see is a lot of empty storefronts, you see empty offices, and you see tents. Added into this mix, however, is something that we're seeing across the country that is just like an acid corrosive, and that's fentanyl. You put homelessness, mentally ill, and fentanyl together, and it's worse than the third world. Worse than and the third it world? it is not only tolerated until recently, it was almost ignored in San Francisco. I like the standard of, are you a failed city? One of the top tourist destinations on the planet for years. Well, no, it's not a failed city, but it might be soon. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty low bar. Not failed, failing. Right. Here's a liberal resident talking about uh, what they see and what they think about it. The sort of conservative party politics has looked at San Francisco and said all the things you've said. Drugs out of control, people on the streets out of control. This is because of liberal or very like far-left progressive policies. Are they right? Yeah, you just look around. I mean, that's saying something. This is San Francisco. Like, everyone knows San Francisco is a liberal place. Has it gone too it's, far yeah, in your it's, mind? It's, yeah, it's, it's too far. Do and you? I'm liberal. <laughs> We're like breaking laws left and right here. Has your politics changed? My politics have stayed the same and things have gone crazy around me. I know personally several liberals, Bay Area liberals, who are no longer San Francisco people. Two, two of them that lived in San Francisco would never live there again. Mm-hmm. Liberals. Like, we don't agree on anything except for San Francisco's crumbling. Well, I'm proudly a conservative. I could see a state or a city becoming, like, way too right-wingy. Uh, as I've said a million times, order without compassion is brutality, and compassion without order is chaos. And when it passes like a nice mix and gets into chaos, well, then, of course, lefties are going to say this is too much. You know why they say that? Because it's too much. Well, the tr- trouble with these labels, and I don't want to get off on this, but uh, to say you're a conservative about that if you live in San Francisco doesn't mean you automatically like Trump or wars or whatever you associate with being a conservative. It means you want to conserve what San Francisco used to be. Yeah, relative to the insanity, you're a conservative, but that doesn't mean you have to put on a hat or something like that, <laughs> right. or get a tattoo. You don't have to buy a gun. There's all kinds of things you don't have to do. You just you want, don't have to listen to Ted Nugent. You just want them to start arresting criminals. Right. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Speaking of arresting people who will never be tried, uh, London Breed, the mayor who clings to some measure of sanity compared to some, uh, like in the uh, the board of stupidvisors. Um, she's asked about all the car theft in San Francisco. I'll tell you the number one that I hear. Yeah, the number one that I hear. It's early violence. It isn't because those it's rates theft. are. 
it's the car break-ins. Oh, the car break-ins. By far, the thing people yeah. always say is like, girl, if you go to the city, don't park your car here, there, or yes. you know, watch where you park. Yes. How do you combat that? Most people, have, unfortunately, in some capacity, feel like they either have been or know someone who has been yeah. you know, a victim. I mean, my car got broken into right in front of my home, and then there was nothing in it. So that makes it even worse. It's right. like, I don't even have anything to steal because I know better, right? Yeah. But it's, it's a tough thing, and we're going to keep working on that to combat it. So yes, what are you going to do about it? Well, it's tough. We're going to work on it. Because yeah, there's no downside to smashing out your window to check and see if there's something in there. Right. Nobody's going to do anything to you. No. Even if a policeman was standing right there, they're unlikely to arrest you. And even if they did, like for some crazy reason, you'd be out that afternoon smashing more windows. Honestly, we're not exaggerating. If you're listening somewhere around the country, you might think we're exaggerating. For talk. No, it's actually like that. If you walk down the street in San Francisco, there's broken glass on the ground everywhere oh, yeah. from all the windows that have been smashed out. You could walk up to a cop and say, not only did I break into that one, I broke into those 10 others. And he'd say, why are you telling me? And then if you wanted to walk to the Walgreens that used to be over there, it's closed because they got stolen from so much. And then if you go to one of the other stores that is open, the doors are locked, and you have to stand outside there where they eyeball you and decide whether or not they want to let you in. And this is in the nice neighborhoods. Right. Hey, Michael, did we play 22? Uh, no, we didn't. Oh, Skipped yeah, okay. over that one. I thought I'd had some sort of serious senior moment. Uh, yeah, let's hear that. This is a London breed again talking about why Chesa Bodine, the Marxist uh, DA, was recalled. San Francisco voters recall District Attorney Chesa Boudin, a progressive who ended cash bail and tried to reduce the number of people sent to prison. What do you think about why people recalled him, and do you agree? I'll just go back to, you know, people who have been murdered in San Francisco. What has happened in the past, sadly, is oftentimes if there's an arrest made, it's almost as if the person who committed the crime has more rights than the person who lost their life uh-huh. and the family members who are asking for justice. Yeah. And that's murder. Burglary? Car theft? Assault and battery? Please. God. I won't retell my story about when the homeless man accosted us and everything like that, and I called the police, and the first thing the first cop said to me was, the real crime is that there's not some place we can take that guy to. No, the real crime is my kids are crying and aren't going to sleep tonight. Right. That's the real crime. How about you stand up for the law-abiding, tax-paying citizen first? Perhaps you've heard about the dozens of businesses leaving San Francisco. And I could hit you with a list I have at handy, but uh, it would take a while. But dozens of them, including at some of the most famous shopping areas on Earth. Uh, why do you suppose that might be? Here's what it's like to open up your store in the morning. First thing we have to check is around our store if there is any like drugs or any human waste. So we have to clean that up. It's a little getting hotter um, to run the small business here because of crime issues, homeless issues and safety issues. Before, it was just normal homeless people who sleep outside. So if I tell them, oh, could you please move, they will at least understand. But now a lot of people seem to be out of their mind or something, and then some of them can get turned really violent when I say something. Human waste. Now, when did that become a thing? Needles and human poo. First, I have to clean up the human waste. Human people crapping in front of your store. That has not been a thing anywhere I'm aware of in the United States. 
Now it's it's been that way so long in San Francisco. You know, people say it like, I think it's just ho hum. But right, yeah, yeah. It's sweeping out the. I got to sweep off the doorstep of the human poo. <laughs> Uh, in that wonderful article, How San Francisco Became a Failed City, uh, the author, whose name is not in front of me, and I'm terrible at remembering that sort of thing. Herman uh, Melville. That's right. Uh, pointed out how it's become much more important to uh, be perceived as 100% down with progressive orthodoxy instead of recognizing reality and adjusting your sales. One of the reasons she, as a liberal, lesbian, lifetime San Franciscan, left. And this is a, a similar thought. Uh, this is a San Francisco restaurant owner. Here, it's politics before people. People come second to the politics, the ideology, um, the social activism, the opinions. It is a drug and mental health issue, and it's really not a homeless problem. He's a business owner in Soma, or South of Market, as it's called, a neighborhood in San Francisco. He's been sounding the alarm for years. I've likened what's gone on over the last couple years to the gold rush, the fentanyl rush. Basically, people have been given an opportunity to come here to use, to buy, to steal from stores and and really create a situation where there are no rules, there are no consequences. One thing to note, the fentanyl on the streets is the cheapest here in the entire country. Go figure. And the giveaways here are as I mean, free, as, needles. Uh, free needles, free, free foil, tents. free tents, free food. free food, free assistance. For the longest time, the homeless industrial complex has been trying to sell all of us on the utterly laughable notion that, no, people don't move to a city, for instance, because it's, you know, got all sorts of services and lets them do whatever they want. No, no, these are mostly people who grew up here. That's just hilarious as that guy made clear and here's a couple of homeless people in san francisco what's their opinion on the question do you think that the services that san francisco offers people who are on the streets encourages people to come to the city and stay at the city yeah yeah about that because i know people there's why i is just common knowledge of like oh think- go to san francisco it's I don't think it's the housing that encourages them to come. I think it's the cheap drugs. I think it's the hearing about what you can buy for how much money and how it's you can use outside and not get arrested. Well, so they're they're quibbling amongst themselves over which is the biggest draw, right. the cheap drugs or the food and housing that they'll give you. But, you know, you, you know, uh, we'll agree to disagree. There's many good reasons to come here if you just want to lay around and do drugs. There's a longer version of that clip in which the dude essentially uh, lists several of the attractants and, and wins the argument. But keeping in mind, this is not Newsmax, folks. This is CNN. It has become so obvious what the fruits of progressive policy are. Even your mainstream left news media is having to say, even the New York Magazine, which is left of left, is saying, wow, this has been a disaster. I, w- I wish they had gone in the uh, Starbucks that I was talking about last week. Uh, I'll have to talk about that again. Running crazy late. Quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Spring is in bloom. Vacation season's next. But when you pack your bags, be sure you secure your home with Simply Safe Home Security thieves and bums and junkies know you're on vacation they're going to break in but not if you have simply safe easy to set up you can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes or if it's too complicated for you have simply safe certified technicians install it for you 
With Simply Safe, the app, the top-rated app, you can stay connected from anywhere, anytime. Arm or disarm your system remotely. Check your cameras to make sure everything is okay. Defend against break-ins, fires, and other threats. Even unlock the front door to let a guest in. It's easy. It's simple. It's better. No long-term contracts. That's Simply Safe. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/armstrong. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus twenty percent off your order with interactive monitoring. And read about the interactive monitoring too. It's different than the old school guys and better simplysafe.com slash armstrong simplysafe.com slash armstrong there's no safe like simply safe we got more on all this and martha stewart in a bikini coming oh. up armstrong and getty Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Luke is teaching me how to shotgun that bit. You want to be mindful of where your top is here, right? Because once that opens, beer's coming out of that if it's pointing at the ground. So you want this point to the sky. And once you're up, you, then you crack the top and it's just, just going to go. You want me to go first or you want to go together? I think we go together, right? Okay. All right, count us down. Three, two, one. <laughs> That's really impressive. <laughs> That's Luke Combs. Really my favorite of the fat-bearded genre of country music stars, showing a guy how to shotgun a beer. <laughs> showing Ed Sheeran, I think, that's, right? That's good stuff right yeah. there. Big old country boy, linking arms with a, a, a ginger songmeister, teaching him the old arts. 
Shotgun and a beer, for instance. Long neck, ice cold beer never broke my heart. Like diamond rings in football games that tore this boy apart. Oh, um, that's funny. That is funny. Uh, whenever I think of Ed Sheeran drinking, he's he's quite the drunk. Uh, I think about oh, is this, that right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, interesting. I heard. I think of the story of him and Justin Bieber rolling around somewhere in England, drunk, and at one point <laughs> they were on a golf course, hammered, and. Justin Bieber laid down with a golf ball in his mouth, and Ed Sheeran was oh. going to try to hit the ball. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> That's when you're drunk, right there. Oh lord! No, I think I could hit it, and not touch your face. <laughs> oh man! Well, you got to be drunk to make that claim. You got to be really drunk to be the dude pursing your lips with the golf ball on top, or and whatever the. F- or with a tea in your mouth, I would hope. And with a face like Justin Bieber's. Oh, are you kidding me? Average used car on the road is now 12 years old, which is the oldest we've had. Mm. Maybe ever. That is old. Yeah. I'd have missed that one. Yeah, 12 and a half years. So it's gone up uh, even further of light vehicles. Um, and uh, the lefty media is uh, horrified by that because, you know, the older the vehicle, the less likely it's a hybrid or electric or got the super modern whatever, this or that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's what inflation does in in large part. Uh, Part of it was the COVID thing, the supply chain. but And also ought to be some of big cars are just made really well now. That's a good point. Most people, got to be the vast majority of people, when they get a different car, it's because you just want to try something different or upgrade. Maybe you're making more money or whatever. But it's not because this car doesn't work anymore. Right. You know, we're in our 50s. It's not like we're 80. I remember vividly when you wouldn't think of buying a car with 50,000 miles on it. That would that would be an act of desperation or stupidity. Or certainly 100,000 miles. Oh, no, no. But now? Yeah. Please, you got, you know, some, well, I'm not going to name any specific brands, but you got one of your more durable brands with 75,000 miles on it and a good price. Yeah, why not? That engine's good for another 350,000 miles. So I haven't seen the picture. Is Martha Stewart actually in a bikini on the cover of Sports Illustrated? No. Whatever the cover of Sports Illustrated means, since I will not lay eyes on a magazine at any point, and I'm not going to go to their website. So She's kind of in a swimsuit with a wrap. and She's 80, right? Yeah, 81. Yeah, it's, it's just a ridiculous stunt, and okay. who cares? All right. Okay. I mean, if you're 80 and, and you run into her and she wants to get together, I could see you thinking, wow, hey, this is a, one of the better days of my life. <laughs> but for the rest of us, uh, this no thanks. Is, this is one of the better days of my life. Um, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.